Thank you. We got one! Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's the Nerdy Podcast hosted by two northern nerds. I'm one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And we are joined this... Sorry. I'm just singing. <laughs> no, that's fine. So <laughs> Sam's all took the glasses already. Yeah, so we're joined by a special oh. guest this week. Uh, lovely Martin from the Facebook page. Um, he's been posting quite a lot and he's with the topic this week. I thought it would be quite uh, interesting to get Martin involved because um, it's one of our big favourites. I know Sam basically loves this film as, Ma- as Michaela keeps telling us that she won't stop watching the film. Uh, we're talking all things Ghostbusters. So... Uh, and we haven't got Sam singing to us yet, so that'll probably happen a little bit later on. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Before we start, oh, Sam, I've got a question for you. Do you believe in UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, <laughs> ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full transmedium, the Loch Ness Monster, and the theory of Atlantis? If it has a steady paycheck, I'll believe in anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've just got nerd points there, Sam. Well done. <laughs> and I know that film back to front, inside out, and around mm. the back. Yeah, you know the wife we quote in it. It's like every line. Yeah, mate. Um, nobody will watch it with me anymore because <laughs> I, I quote it even before the line comes out. I mm. quote it. Yeah. Nobody. No one else will watch it with us anymore. <laughs> Yes, yeah, Ellis, are you currently <laughs> menstruating right now? <laughs> so, as you can probably tell, Martin's a little bit of a, a fishyardo towards all things that go bump in the night, um, shall we say. Um, you, if you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself and give us your nerdy creten- credentials, shall we say. Yeah, um, thank you, yeah. Well, Martin, I'm 39 from Jolly Lancashire. So Sammy's a baby of the group. She's finally the baby of the chat. Oh, my God. You know, after God. all this time, yeah, you are the baby. <laughs> you've always, for all these years, you've been, like, feeling like you've been aging, aging rapidly, but now you're the baby. Um, oh, yeah, my so, God, I love that. Yeah, I'm an 82, I'm an 82 baby as well. Uh, yeah, born in, I say born in 82, um, same mm. year as E.T., uh, mm-hmm. So that that film holds a special place in my heart. Yeah, from Lancashire, uh, born and bred here, um, <laughs> and yeah, generally just kind of have a huge kind of passion for things like Ghostbusters, Gremlins, eighties movies like mm-hmm. yourself, Paul. Yes. Uh, music, uh, mainly kind of rock music, you know, classic rock music. Um, mm-hmm. Generally, yeah, just just eighties, <laughs> yeah, eighties, eighties music is yeah. 80s movies and, and music and 90s as well, you know, like your Space Jams, your Home Alones, the classics as well. Um, yes, Jurassic yeah. Park, yeah, like a whole, that, that, those movies hold a special place in my heart as well. Listen to your podcast again, just, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Ghostbusters is, and mainly just, like I say, yeah, just uh, animation, um, mm-hmm. big Disney fan as well, stop motion yeah. animation as I was talking to Charlotte the other day, Nerd of the Month as well. I'll play <laughs> Queen Charlotte, I'll raise Queen Charlotte. Um, so yeah, uh, just generally kind of like I say, love kind of ma- like massive 80s and 90s guy. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, just just mainly like Ghostbusters, Gremlins, um, a lot of British comedies as well, brought up on so, a lot of like, like Bottom Phoenix Nights. Yeah, no, no it's interesting you're saying, like I say, I've been with a, a fan of the podcast, which again blows my head. I can't believe that we've actually got yeah. fans, <laughs> but um, yeah, you, you actually... found me, you found me. <laughs> 
But uh, how did you actually come across the, uh, the, the podcast? Because uh, you weren't originally a member of the Facebook group. You found the Facebook group through through the podcast. So how did you actually find really? us? Yeah, it was basically um, looking through notes. And I think it was um, one of my friends that kind of recommended. They were saying like they've been listening. Um, I'm not sure if they're on the group or not. But uh, And I was just like, I was looking obviously for... I think he was talking about the I can't remember if it was the I can't remember if it was the top five video games something like that and I started listening and then it just I just picked up from there and obviously um, plus I think it's also as well it recommended um, because I'm a big fan of, of um, I don't know if I can swear on this but Shag Married oh, Annoying yeah so you can swear yeah, as much as you want uh, I'm a huge fan <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Chris and Rosie Ramsey. Right. Uh, who were like neighbours of yours? Uh, I know yeah. you're Mackhams, but yeah, but I know. They're <laughs> oh, they're from Shields, so they're Sundowns, yeah. so they're still not too far. But it recommended you as well because of things I listened to, and and then from then it was like came onto the Facebook page, and yeah, because their Geordies, I think it recommended that local area as well, and mm. yeah, and and that's how I got into it. So thank Chris and Rosie Ramsey and just being a nerd in general. Yeah, that's that's that crazy. Yeah, I went to okay. see them the other week. Yeah. Are they good? Because we're going watching them in December. We honestly, you're in for an absolute tickle fest. It is just is honestly, start to finish, you'll not stop laughing. Like my insides <laughs> were hurt. Hi, so I've got the book and and the hoodie and stuff. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Well, um, it was a, a few months ago when the book came out. Uh, Chris and Rosie go used to go shopping in the local as the next hours, mm. and they were actually <laughs> uh, signing it. all the books. Uh, and Rosie was good. You can't be doing that. It's graffiti. He's good. How can you be yeah. graffiti? It's me one fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> but then Carl Hutchison, friend of the podcast as well, he went and signed a copy, didn't he? So as in as three, when it's at same one, yeah. But yes, I've always tried to uh, pick, but they've just moved into Northumberland into a mansion now, so mm. I'll not be bumming into them anytime soon. <laughs> no, no, they've moved up in the world. God bless them, because they are, they are worth it. They are absolute. Honestly, you are in for an absolute treat oh, when you go and see them. It is the video so good. This. <laughs> so really good. Come on. Shall we get into Ghostbusters? Yes. So Sam's the one that's keeping us in track this week. So, so normally it's me. So well done, Sam. <laughs> I'm going to quickly throw out my disclaimer just to get it out there because I always have to say it that all these opinions are all our own and if you don't like them well on this subject tough shit if you don't like them <laughs> basically no I'm only kidding if you don't if you don't agree with us please come and catch us on Facebook or on the YouTube comments we're more than happy to have a conversation with you because what we want to do is just keep the toxicity out of fandoms and said it. Get in. Yes, you got it. You nailed it. But that's the I'm thing. Thinking right. that's I'm thinking of this uh, system of a down song now. <laughs> Toxicity. But uh, yeah, it's one of them great things. Uh, the Facebook group again still keeps on growing. It's just hit over three thousand two hundred members this this month. Which again, me starting this idea of just basically trying to talk about nerdy things to stop us from being bored and not going to the pub as much is grown into this community which is like I say just blows us away every day but yes so we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects one of Sam's and I'm guessing one of Martin's with everything behind him Ghostbusters um the big part played on like say our lives and growing up um because I know we've talked about it in the past I think it was in our top was it in the top five 80s movies that, no. that, that was top, my all-time favorite movie that was the first episode. Um... The first podcast we did, yeah. So 
funny story about that. We had actually filmed that twice because the first time it didn't even record. So what? that was a... <laughs> Was that because you were going on about the crawl for too long? <laughs> possibly, possibly. <laughs> you ran out of film. Yes. But um, I'll be interested in, like, say, how you got introduced to uh, Ghostbusters, Martin, and how like, big a part appeared when you grew up, like, or did it play a big part? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, being born in 82, it was kind of, uh, I was only a couple of years old, but I think it was, I was about 84 um i think it was it was actually the staple of marshmallow man i kind of saw it on the tv and and it was just because he's so cute and cuddly i know he's a destructor but seeing him on the tv it was instantly kind of mesmerized by it and then when it, we, we bought my mum bought me the vhs and the vhs god for all the kids out there that's a tape you used to have to rewind when you take it back to a video shop um yes and, the man in the van. Uh, yeah <laughs> A blue foot down's been a blue Alan. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it was seeing the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, and then we used to watch it, and it was funny because my cousin kind of we used to watch it with my cousin, and she used to run out of the when the grey lady transforms, the get her scene. It was like we used to watch, she always used to run out, but it never scared me. But it was always like I say, the fascination of the tools and the mm. and 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 just like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, the ghosts, you know, Slimer <clears throat> and the ghost yeah. of John Belushi and all that kind of thing, and it was just like and then the music i think the theme i remember going to like um like a disco and and wore out the record because they played the rare package uni theme that much for me and a friend and it was like so it was that the whole sounds and the sights and the ghosts i mean mm -hmm. a lot of the jokes obviously only got as i got older um yeah. you know like um yeah. venkman's to, to dana where it's like um i want you inside me and he says there's two of you already i don't think there's one <laughs> yeah. more and it's like things like that. I got. I think that was the layers of it. What I love as you get older, you kind of you see things you don't realize as you as you were a kid. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was it was seeing the ghost, see, hearing the theme, which you know is iconic, mm -hmm. um, and just loving kind of and just appreciating it as I've got older and older and seeing it at the cinema later on in life that mm. um, in 2009 got to see the the original 84 print because the spores, molds, and fungus scene it actually crackled and skipped a frame um, <laughs> and then saw it again two years ago for the 35th anniversary. So that's where I kind of got into it, just seeing the staple of Marshmallow on. Sorry for, for waffling, but... No, no, um, it's good to hear. It's interesting. And hearing the theme, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting seeing like, uh, the, the adult jokes in it as well, because I, I remember watching mm. Ghostbusters, I think, when it came out on Blu-ray, they had the scene in that was cut out, I think, originally, with the Dan Aykroyd getting a blowjob off the ghost. Because I don't think that was in the original cuts that came out in the UK, or it was, or it was definitely wasn't on the TV. It was. Version. It was just as an extended. Yeah, they've released um, a 35th anniversary Blu-ray where they've got the Fort Detmering scene and um, and the uh, the scene where it's a bit more extended, where he gets a blowjob. He's kind of in the castle at mm. Fort Detmering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Keep the classic. Yeah, yeah. Dan yeah. Oh, yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Watching it as a kid, seeing him, not realizing he was getting a ghost blow job. Not getting it. Like, no, not getting it in the slightest. Um, I was you. It's funny you mentioned about the the ghost. Michaela would not, as a kid, stay in the room mm. when the <laughs> when the lady screamed. She would have to. She knew it was coming. She would just have to get up, leave, <laughs> and then come back in later. There's two things that used to scare Michaela. That was one of them, and Psycho is the second one. <laughs> she is terrified of it. 
I've already always said though, if you take out the jokes and like the comedy aspect out of Ghostbusters, you would have a fucking scary horror film when it comes to it. Because mm. I know, like, like Dan Aykroyd went on record and said he's a big believer in, um, like, see the paranormal his and dad, like, yeah. has a, a family his history. Grandfather, yeah, his grandfather yeah. is part of the um, psychic like community, aren't they? like not psychic, but you know what I mean, like paranormal community in in mm. good old Canada, eh? <laughs> Boot. But uh, yes, um, like I said, the, the elements in there, it, it was especially with because I remember it used to be on ITV when I was a kid because I, I, when it was, came out All in 1984, yeah. yeah, it was, um, I was, wasn't lucky enough to see the pictures I was when I went to see Ghostbusters okay. too. But again, we'll come up to that one in a few moments. But um, it just all the elements like it kind of worked. And as I said, the music is iconic, but I think the soundtrack and whole, well, it's an 80s film, so the soundtrack was always going to be quite pivotal and strong. Yeah. Um, everything kind of grabs you, and even the characters in it are engaging. Like, I know Bill Murray's, uh, like I say, a comedy genius when it comes to certain roles, but, but Peter Wegman felt like it was made for him, even though it kind of wasn't, in a way. Kind of was, kind of wasn't, but Harold Ramis, for me, mm. is the comedy genius in that movie the mm -hmm. timing of the man the lines that he has there's nothing like bill murray is amazing and pete bankman is one of if not my favorite characters but harold ramis just if you like i watched it yesterday sorry michaela but i did watch <laughs> it yesterday um if, when i watched it i just i don't i didn't appreciate him at all yeah. because you saw focused on right. the high energy <laughs> yeah. that, that Bill Murray brings, that you, you're not paying attention to how fucking hilarious Harold Ramis actually is. He does more with his face than what he says at times as well. His mm. facial expressions, he's very it's dead. It's a dry delivery, yeah, yeah. yeah where it's just like, I collect spores, molds and fungus, and it's just the way. I think Rick Moranis deserves a lot of credit oh, as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. I beg. Yeah, I, yeah. I, know, I know there's like a lot of people coming back for the afterlife i hope they've got me in a, in a way that would be the it top for me i'll probably cry awful. if he comes back <laughs> it's, awful, it's awful that he's come out of retirement and he's just signed up to a deal with disney for honey i shrunk the kids mm. and he can't come back for just a, even just a small cameo to say lewis is still still here because he is such a huge part of that franchise like I know I probably I'd never see his name I right. Think, it's I, Lord, I, Lord. I think he will. Lewis, I think he is because yeah. he because he he only come out of the woodwork when this was getting made again. Because he done that, advert. and he did it. Yeah, mm. he did that so, advert with Ryan Reynolds last year. Yeah, mm. I think it's just going to be one of them secrets because they've showed a lot in the trailers. Like Janine's coming back as well. I know we're probably Janine. skipping ahead with the conversation, but like, I'm no, so no, excited. You've got the plasma series figures as yeah. well. You know, you've mm. got like the older Venkman, older um, Winston, and older Peter. Yeah. Uh, sorry, older Ray as well, yeah. So we all knew Ray was coming back. There's no way Dan oh, Aykroyd yeah. was not involved in it. I love the, no. the Leviathan tattoo, though, the quote, the Leviathan quote he has on his tattooed on his wrist at the end of Afterlife trailer. Like, oh. that's a really nice touch, yeah. And just these yeah, occult so. books. He's still running occult books. Have you, he heard, the, have you heard the online, not rumours, but the online theory about the house? Uh, that um, that's, I'm uh, not that's, sure about the house. That, that's that's going to be haunted by someone. Oh. That's going to be haunted by... Oh, Sam's earphones fell out. 
I didn't want to hear any spoilers, but I didn't mean to pull my headphone out so I couldn't hear anything at all. Sorry. I've already kind yeah. of had your theory, which I agree with about. I yeah. think Mr. Gruberson's going to be, he's going to be the uh, key master. Yeah. Who? Odd. Um, I think Mr. Gruberson will be Paul Rudd. Yeah. Oh, right. Gets, well, if you watch the trailer again, he gets chased by a pterodon outside Walmart. Yeah. But I, I think the house is going to be haunted by Egon. You know, when they believe, yeah, a little cameo, well, I, yeah, yeah. Well, I, when, the, when the when it shows you the trailer and it shows you a little trap starting to open, I don't think that's traps, I think that's him mm-hmm. showing her, you know, yeah. open this door, open that bit kind of thing. I, I do think that the ghost of Egon is very present in that house. Let's go back, just stay with the first one, yeah, <laughs> Sorry, just a little bit longer, just a little bit longer. Um, I used right. to have it on VHS as well, but mm-hmm. I had one and two on a double mm. feature VHS. I've got it. The gold, the gold frame. Yes. Oh my god. Does it. it have Batman in the middle of it? An episode uh, yes. of Batman. Adam West Batman. Yeah. Oh my god. I got it from uh <laughs> it was one of them I can't remember if it was some it was one of them old music shops, uh the independent ones. Music yeah. zone or something. Oh, uh, music zone. zone, it was mm. music zone in Wigan. Yeah. Mm. I got drop dead friend oh my- from there as well. Yeah. God. <laughs> That was like my, that was everything, like, because it was one and two. So if I was putting it on, they were both going on. And I would, st- mm. I would even watch the Adam West Batman episode that was in the middle of it that separated <laughs> the two. Um, that I wore that video tape mm. out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I moved on to DVD. I think I've had it in DVD form. God, I can't count how many times now. I I've really still got them all, yeah. My, yeah. my wife's like, why do you keep buying it on the same form? It's the same film. Like, you've got to. <laughs> because I, I remember getting it yeah. different ways. That's it comes why. With, yeah, it comes with different extras. There's like a green mm-hmm. one where it has like a staple booklet. And... I haven't purchased the, the the 4K print on Ghostbusters yet. I've still got the Blu-rays on same Steelbook. Uh, but mm. I missed out on the Zavi releases with the, the 4K. And if you look on CX, yeah, the price well, of them yeah. is stupid. Is stupid oh, enough. yeah. But um, that's the ones I keep out. I did get answer the call on Steelbook in 4K, but um, like I say, we'll we'll come back to that one as well. But yeah, like I say, oh, to, 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 to to myself, the Ghostbusters, as I said, it, it was a state of Sunday morning or Saturday morning TV used to get sticked on. I, um, used to sit there fascinated. Like first things that you do, you get caught up in the music, that catchy tune. And the, like the colours they use as well, and it's the first time that type of special effects that you see. Even though, um, when you watch like shows like, uh, like film, how they made movies, how they made them, and stuff like that, um, the special effects are amazing for what they had to do and go through to get to do. Um, and the whole like say John Belushi being Slimer was a, a nice little touch because I believe he was, was meant to be going to be the vi- the going to be Venkman, vi- wasn't he? In originally. So mm. I don't think he was Venkman, but I think he was in replace of Bill Murray. I don't think his character was Venkman because it was Belushi, um, Dan Aykroyd. They were the three main ones. And then you had um, John Candy as Lewis Tully. Um, and he dropped out because of creative differences. He saw himself as a German with two schnauzers. Yeah. Um, and I think Ivan Reitman was like, no. We've already no, got two dogs no. in the movie. It wouldn't exactly. make sense, yeah. Don't need two schnauzers. Um, so, yeah, he went for creative differences. Obviously, Eddie Murphy had commitment issues with another film. I, 
don't think they could afford him after, after, after they got Bill Murray. They couldn't afford him, I don't think. I think Bill Murray only no, originally, was, yeah. Well, the, the, was, the budget originally for the first one was insane as well because mm-hmm. like, it was like loads of different busting scenes and they were going to different dimensions. And yeah, it was it was stupidly over budget. So Ivan Wright and Harold Ramis had to rein it in. Mm. Well, I watched. Um, I watched. They had the big, massive Ghostbusters day in America a couple of years ago, two thousand eighteen, I think. Um, yeah, and I watched. I watched an interview with Wright with Ivan Reitman and what's his son called again? Jason. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And I watched the interview, but it was Jason interviewing his dad, and he was saying that um, they literally just kept cutting the date of when it needed to be out by, so it just kept either cutting the budget or increasing it slightly or cutting it slightly. It was, the date just kept getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. That was such a good interview. If anyone has a chance to watch it on YouTube, it was so interesting. Like mm-hmm. father and son, like first and then the, the most recent one and them talking about their ideas and such. And it was really fascinating. Very good watch. So like I say, with that, I know that came out, um, I, I think it came out, not long after, I think it was only a few years after the the real Ghostbusters, the cartoon. Um, I checked this out the other day, and I didn't realise how many seasons this show got. No. <laughs> yeah, got the box set now, and it, you can buy it from Amazon. It's like fifty quid. It's like a German version, but it's, you've got English audio. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. they did the real Sli- Slimer and the real Ghostbusters, which was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it was more of a kid-friendly yeah. version. Yeah, if you watch the real Ghostbusters now, it's, t- it's it's quite frightening. The real Ghostbusters, like you've got Saman and and the Sam Man and and the Buggy Man, and some of those characters are quite frightening for a cartoon. I got a little bit confused when I first watched the cartoons as well, just because uh, the look of the characters they kind of switched them up a bit. Because Vakeman kind of looked yeah. like Dan Aykroyd, Dan Dan Aykroyd's mm-hmm. character kind of looked like Bill Murray, and then like say give Egon bleach blonde uh, white hair, which. Mm. Then, I don't know if there was they any did the issues. pilot, yeah. It was a pilot originally kind of had Bill Murray looked a bit more like, sorry, Venkman looked a bit more like Bill Murray. Um, and then, yeah, they kind of changed it to where he's got the kind of Elvis-style quiff. I know I definitely watched it, but I generally can't remember watching it. I had to have watched it because it's where my toy collection came from. Like, mm. I've, been a, I've been a collector for many many moons but it righted off the back of my older cousin who was you know into star wars and transformers and he-man and whatever he was in i was into and then ghostbusters real ghostbusters came and then the my my action figures came into play and that's where my collection started from the most devastating day of my life was the day my mom emptied my toy cupboard mm, yeah the lot the day we moved house we moved from the street i'm in right now to the street where my mom and dad are in they cleaned my and everything every inch of my ghostbuster figures and yeah. everything Same, yeah. went it was mm. heartbreaking mm. yeah my mom it's and dad saw about the cupboards yeah <laughs> yeah same here yeah firehouse you know, i don't think i I don't think I would feel so bad if she sold them because at least mm. I know they went to a home. She chucked them. Oh. When it comes to, like, say, that, that, it's good that you, like, say, good moving on to that point, I was going to bring up the action figures because the action figures for the real Ghostbusters were the most interesting oh. at the time. There was, like, there was, they were like the cartoon, but different as well. Like, they all came with a little 
like see-through ghost that you could put on mm. Ghostbusters' head for some reason, and a little pot of slime. Why not? They all came with a pot of and slime. And the, the proton packs all had like, a, like yeah, an actual spin. attachment of the... Yeah, yeah <laughs> um, that the, trigger you pressed, yeah. I, I had them as, quite a Because when they first came out the range, there was a few ghosts that went with them that were interactive. Had a, a skeleton mm-hmm. where you put the Ghostbuster on, and and, and the, kind of the skeleton the head went over them, and the and the rib cage mm-hmm. kind of caught them. It was and a policeman. One, yeah, the it was policeman a policeman, yeah. and you, yeah. un- you unlocked him, and he just fell apart. Yeah, his body came up to do a face. Um, there was the ones that went in the bath that was coming in three pieces, where it filled with water, and you used to squirt. Oh, the eyeballs, I think it was. The goo ones, yeah. Then you had like the fright features, and then you had like the monsters, like the male demon. Uh, granny Gross, Tombstone Tackle. Oh, my Granny, Jesus Fierce Christ, the Granny. <laughs> granny Gross, yeah, yeah, the toilet, yeah. and Flusher. Then you had the Beetle, which became Marie the Mantis. Yes, I got well. that when I got my tonsils out. So when I went to the hospital, get my tonsils Aww. out. My mum and dad bought us that one. Um, I think I asked for Echo One, but I think Echo One was too expensive at the time, so they went to the Beetle. Yeah. <laughs> That was the one item I never got was Ecto One. I don't know why. I remember my mom's best friend's son having it. And like the first thing I would go and grab when I was at his house, I'd just take that and try to sneak. <laughs> it never worked. I was devastated. I never, you but I tell you what house. I did. I had the firehouse, yeah. But what I also had, which a lot of, I don't think you guys might have had, I had a Ghostbuster Wendy house. Right. Never even knew that existed. So I have. Yes. <laughs> so traditional Wendy house is just poles and a bit of plastic over the top. Mine was the actual fire station with ghosts on the side of it. My sister can remember it, and she has generally looked for it for us. Um, but yeah, I had a, a oh, ghost. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to see some images of this because I can't remember that. Yeah, is it was it custom made? Oh, probably not. Uh, we were poor. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that's not in the north that's watching this podcast, us northerners aren't all thieves and robbers. Just to get that out there, we don't steal from friends and family. Um, Just to get that stereotype stereotype out of the way there. But um, no, I I had the Ghostbusters, um, like the firehouse as well. I can see, I remember the day my dad brought it in the box and putting it together. Once you put it together, it was never coming back apart. Oh yeah, that was well. That was well made. I have to admit. But um, having to slot to... the feet feet into the into the pole, oh, you had to kind of yeah. yeah. And what I was going to say about, well, about the mantis though as well, because once you pop the mantis out, it was the biggest pain in the ass to ever put back together. Mm. Literally, it would once you popped it into the mantis shape, it never went totally back fully into mm. into the car shape. It was. That one was one of the pillars. Oh, ones, well, it's I like think. a bloody transformer all over. I used to hate my I Optimus say, Prime. Yeah, Optimus Prime, yeah. yeah. I absolutely despised him because you could never, ever get him back into place. Even if you got, like, so far, there'd be one piece that would just not fit in. With Optimus Prime as well, you always used to lose the hands. That was the thing. I used to, oh, every time I used to get the hands because it didn't use Because <laughs> you used to off, take them off. Used to, used to always lose them, but that was always me bugbear as a kid. I used to hate losing bits. I used to have to keep. Handless. I was very, very weird with with toys. All the bits had to stay in the right place, otherwise, it used to drive us nuts. And the- I can't remember being that bad with me, me toys, but I would be now. Like I'd be very <laughs> like. 
I don't, I won't take Jar Jar out because I'm scared I'm going to lose his shield. So I, he stays right there. Like, I'm, I get why people collect in boxes now, if that makes sense. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a few years ago, he would have been straight out and generally would be playing him. Mm, but no. I understand the collector side of it now. <laughs> when I had the Kenner re releases last year, I've kept them in the box because the box is nostalgic as well. Yes, That's it the thing, is. You know, it like is. the blue packaging. Yeah. Mm, definitely. It's one of the, it's always on my list of when Zavi have like a sale, and um, I always put it in the basket, but for some reason, I'm, they're always missing one. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and I'm, I'm like, I'm not full collection like i'm not it's always it's either ray or egon they've either mm. not got one or the other and i'm like no i would rather wait they're going to be there ghostbusters is having an absolute like revamp on their um on their product like on their collection at the moment i know they some had of the, some of the merchandise is unbelievable when you see them coming out oh my god X- yeah did X- you see ones that are re-release Yes, he ha- it has. Um, oh my god, Sold who did it? Kenner, well, Kenner have re it's another, it's Kenner have re released it. Hasbro basically have, have released it, yeah, they've, they've released uh, it under the Kenner name. Yeah, they've brought out a load of figures as well for um, for the new film for Afterlife. And I can't Flight features, yeah, that's it. Thank you, god, that would have done my because you've got Muncher, you've got, yeah, because you've got a Muncher one, you've got a Slimer, and you've got a Stay Puffed, and uh, they've done the goals proper. That they did as a kid as well. Love yeah, the ghost I, popper with the little foam <laughs> things that fired. Yes, I used to have that. But um, well, <laughs> the pump like, like that at the back, didn't you? Yeah. Yes, yes. It used to make the horrible sound, but these little foam pads that used to fire out as well. I, I think like my favorite toy I ever had was the Ghostbusters. We talked about it in like one of the podcasts uh, earlier. Mm-hmm. Was the proton pack like my best yes. Halloween night ever? Was going out dressed as a Ghostbuster, having the badge around my arm. Somebody screaming at you. Yeah, but vampire, <laughs> me running up to a vampire, yeah. then me running away crying after a vampire hissed at us was um, a memory that I still live with in fear now. <laughs> and the PK meter always read point yes. four four. You have the same, yeah. And then you had yes, the foot pedal for the trap. Yes, you did. Oh, my God. This is my little weird thing of childhood memories. I can still feel, I can still remember how they feel. Mm. And I remember that hard plastic, like I'm like because it was like kind of hollow inside, but I can still remember how that plastic is so weird. It's like I can I can still pick I can still feel felt of some of yeah, the sheerophic. The form like, theme, yeah, the uh-huh. stream. And the way yeah, the little oh and it was annoying though, the kind of cable where you'd attach the pipe that you'd attach the 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 um neutrona one to the, the proton pack. It always used to get a kink in it after a while. Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> the oh yellow my cable, the yellow piping, yeah. But, um, yes. I'm trying to think as well, because I remember there was two traps. There was the one that actually opened and there was one that just played the music. Um, mm. And I think one of my friends got oh. the one that played the music and I just laughed at him and went, that's not even a good trap. <laughs> so I was a bit mean. As <laughs> <a> bit, <I> <laughs> <think>. <laughs> Your trap is shit. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, do, it doesn't open up. It's not going to catch any ghosts. Um, <laughs> no, that music playing, it's one. not... <laughs> And the noise the trigger used to make when you press it was always that revving noise <laughs> when you press the trigger, the air like several times, yeah. <laughs> sorry, that just made us I made myself laugh. Um what were, we, what were we talking about? Sorry, it was um toys. Just, 
collections. It was the toys, the collections. I was going to say, Martin's yeah. got quite a few uh, Steer Puff Marshmallow Man's there. <laughs> and the actual ones in the back, like, they're awesome. And then Whoa, not going all the incense burner. Yes. <gasps> oh, I've seen that, but I, I can't justify the price. Yeah, that's it's a lot of bones for um for what it does. Mm. So, I we're, know... we're clearly, not, clearly not hardcore collectors here, Paul. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so I know if I come in, I come in with like see a corner, Nick. Oh, look what I bought you. How much was that? I'd just get the look of doom. So, but um, yeah, I, I, I didn't notice that they brought out a few extra cool little gadgets like the incense burner. So it looks like there's actually Jeez, smoke coming out of it. Stop. <laughs> yeah, they've got. Um, when you watch this back, you will notice how much that back cabinet is just rocked. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, is he brought out a, uh, <laughs> I'm here. Brought out, <laughs> they brought out a light as well. Um, I think it's about this big, where it's actually the Ghostbusters sign. Um, got it. I think that was about. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Tick. This is when Ghostbusters um, gets obsession there. You know what though? If I'd if I'd had any sense and not, not wasted, nah. what's he doing? It's got the oh, it's, it's in the background. The light. I'll have to get it out after. But yeah. Anyway, as we're oh, saying, awesome. You just got us really nervous because every time you were moving, your back cabinet kept shaking. Mm. And I was like, if they go, I think I might cry. <laughs> yeah, because that's a Lego XO one. Uh, yes. I've got the mini one, you I've got see. the little one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paul, we've got no we've got no stake in this collection game, mate. Not on this one. But <laughs> saying that though, um, because I know anyway. there was a, a so I've got the newer versions of the Funko Pops Ghostbusters, but the uh, mm. when the original mm. four came out, like I say it was about four or five years ago and mm. you can still get the others like the rear uh, um, and and stuff but the one that's absolutely crazy in price was uh, Egon as soon as Egon passed uh, like I say the Howard Ramos who passed away the prices for that went absolutely like talking over always 100 quid case, mm. it's always the case I mean the Lord of the Rings um, figures that I got not long ago which were no more than around £11 Mm. Um, and now trebled in price because the bloody TV show is coming out. When something is about to hit, the or somebody passes, the price of it just starts whoosh, straight up. Mm. Certainly, but uh, it's one of them things. Like I'm always keeping an eye out. I know I'm tempted with the new um, the, the new uh, figures that they're bringing out, the glow and the dark ones. Um, that um, got mentioned with like looks like they've got slime on, but uh, with the proton packs and stuff um, of the original four, the Hasbro uh, Pulse, yeah, yeah. Um, that, them... Did Sideshow Collective release something, or am I just making that up? There was, um, there's been a, a Spengler's wand from the new film. Uh, they've done a ghost trap, yeah. It's basically, yeah, it's the one that um, Fingy finds, Phoebe finds. It's got like a little bandage around it, um, oh, around right. the, the, hand, the, the handle, yeah. Fantastic oh. name. I love it. <laughs> love it. Yeah. So the uh, thing is, though, with these, because there's been that many, um, I know there was the crystal collection box. I got the, like I said, the, the, the demon dog, the devil dog, um, 
as as part of that as well. Uh, I think I've got the the library ghost over there as well, hiding in the corner. Um, she doesn't get like enough the, credit for ghost. Oh, it's one of the most terrifying scenes in, like, say, in yeah. movie oh, yeah. movies going forward. It's one of the best jump scares. And the oh, love that it's, it's practical. It's practical. I was just going to say that. That's the best part about it. Slimer as well, yeah. And Mr. Staple. And the, um, the levitation of Dana is done with a bloody pole shoved in the back mm. of her dress, and she's like a ghost just being turned around. <laughs> Family-friendly family entertainment there, Sam, shall we say. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how else to describe the way that she's being turned on her bloody pole. Um, but yes, practical effects. And I love watching the making of the, mm. you know, when they're showing you how they do stay puff in the, he's just, a, he's just a tiny little thing. Yeah. He's just a tiny little thing and he's being moved around like that. Just like I would if I was playing with him. Full scale, like costume, but with it in the suit. But then like, if, uh, if, if you get the chance, watch Cleaning Up the Tone. It's a great mm. documentary. Um, oh, fun made. Um, and it's about 50, you can get it on Blu-ray, but it's such a great watch. And they talk about how they kind of had to get um, an Italian stuntman in to, to play mm-hmm. Stay Puft um, when they burn the suit when he's climbing up Spook Central. It's like, yeah, because the suit is like, basically that suit, as soon as it melted, it was like, it was insane. You can see it. I'm sure I saw a clip for some reason, because... Um, I, I know it never made the film and stuff, but it was a it might have been just like a like an add-on. But they had the actual staple hat floating down, but it was like made yeah. out of material, and like I say, it was life size and stuff like that. But if staple was all made of marshmallow, I don't know why that would be thought that could be material. That just didn't never yeah. make sense mm. when I saw that clip there. And they got a bulking we... as well about that as well because uh, there's a bit where staple with a zapping with like the 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 holes in down. Um, with the proton streams, you see his neckerchief's missing, right? And they never, and it's never been kind of edited back in. Um, right. So the guys who were behind, um, yeah, the guys who were behind Staple, basically, who were creating him, the um, the team, um, they basically just got a bollock him because, like, they they didn't put the neckerchief on him when he's getting blasted. Wow, it's a bit harsh. Like I say we never noticed that. Mm. Probably. <laughs> Well, now I will. Yes, true. Can we move on to the second one? Because I don't think this film gets as much credit as what it deserves. I absolutely love it just as much as I love the first one. I'm not going to say more. I just (laughs) love it. It's just there's nothing to hate about that movie. I think this Mm. one is one one things where a lot of the films in the eighties or later were ahead of the time. I think this one's a similar type of vein. As you watch it when you get older, it does get a little bit better. Because when I remember when I watched it as a kid, I didn't quite because it, it didn't have as many kid type elements. It's more of an adult one for mm. me because it's quite oh, scary. Yeah. Like it, it has got a lot of oh, scary. The PF thirty four scene, yeah, the PF thirty four, oh. the Titanic just arrived. Like I still shit myself now. Like if you <laughs> saw that, you would just freeze in terror. Mm. Of the ghost passengers leaving, yeah. I love that sequence. I love when all the ghosts start and the, the fur coat comes alive. The main coat, yeah. That still scares me when it kind of starts screeching and the woman throws it off and it walk, runs down the street, yeah. Well, well the opening se- 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 sequence when the baby cart goes nuts and, and zooms off, that it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. Oh, them yeah, twins are terrifying. I mean, Yes. <laughs> them twins are absolutely terrifying. There is something about them too that terrifies us. And he is my morbid thing for this episode. One of them passed away recently. They did. Very, I think it was sad. Hank. 
if I remember yeah. correctly. So I follow and I can't recommend this podcast enough. Um, yes, have some. They are yeah. my favorite favorite podcast. I talk to Abby on a regular, well, I hound her on a regular basis and she talks back. Um, but she's a lovely, awesome. lovely person. I found them through a documentary on Ghostbusters fans called Ghostheads. Yeah. And it is it's it's not it's not great it isn't no. like it really it really makes abby out to be a i don't want to say weird but they, they make it it's like <laughs> they don't they don't get the fact that she should be she's not an alcoholic because of fandom they kind mm. of focus in on the fact that she became an, an uh, she be decided to stop drinking because of ghostbusters that's not the case at all yeah and um, i follow oh yes and She's to, I totally get where she's coming from. It's just not put across that way. And um, mm. but the podcast is absolutely phenomenal. Like it these is. guys are not just they. I've, I think I've mentioned them a few times on here. Actually, they are collectors, like hardcore collectors. Like Abby mm. at the moment is in and in, in New York Comic Con. She just flew out today with the rest of them because there is a Ghostbuster panel there. That's the mm. only reason they're going. New York Comic Con, <laughs> yeah. With the cast yeah, and crew on there tomorrow. They they had the twin um, the surviving twin on the podcast not long after his brother had passed um for suicide prevention prevention. Oh, and it yeah. was such a good episode. Yeah. He's such a good podcast. I can't recommend them enough. If you like them as well, because they they did um they did a kind of crossover podcast with with um Chris and Troy, you do the interdimensional yeah. cross rip. Uh, Troy's um, t-shirt design he did for um, oh, what was it for Afterlife? Did you see with the the um, mini, the mini stage? How yeah. amazing was that design? Yeah. I hate the fact we live in the UK sometimes because, <laughs> and they they also had um, special for their five year anniversary. They created their own little mini ghosts that you used to get with the figures. All mm. right, An exclusive YHS. Mini ghost. It's honestly, Paul. You can find them on YouTube. You can find them on iTunes. They I know, are. I, 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 I do think I follow them on Instagram as well, so I do see a lot of the stuff. Mm-hmm. It's and just... Troy wrote a book as well. Yeah, about the Exmobile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh... such a good, such a hardcore Ghostbuster fan base that gets you excited about mm. the franchise because it is a franchise that can be lost within fandom because it's there's no rhyme or reason for you for all of us to love it the way that we do. There really mm. isn't. But for some reason, it has that connection to like to the to the nerd in you that you can't not fall in love with it. Mm. Yeah, I oh, think yeah. it's it's like, it ticks yeah. all it ticks all the boxes. And again, I know we talked about in the first about the first film. This one equally has one of the greatest soundtracks, like as well. Bobby like, Brown. Um, yep. As soon as yeah. that that uh, like the Statue of Liberty starts walking, you can't help but tapping your toes and start singing along with it as well. It's, yeah, it's every time beat. you hear that song, you think of the toaster as well, yeah. Mm. yeah. The, oh, only thing, yeah, <laughs> the only thing, again, because I, I, I know I was talking to Martin about it the other day, I was watching, re-watching the first two, the last two days, Peter Vakeman changes in Ghostbusters 2. I don't know if he has noticed it. He's not as... Mm. Um, part of the team, shall we say? He doesn't. It's oh. like it's like the Ghostbusters and him. He's like, well, like yeah, ostracizing himself a little bit. Like he's he got doesn't his go team down the sewers. Mm. Yeah, 
he's got his TV show. He's got he's got the life that I think he always wanted because I don't think he I think he likes the idea of science. He just doesn't want to put the work in. He'd yeah. rather have someone else do it for him and then him just take all the credit for it. And that's what Ray was to him. Ray was his work guy. Egon was he's like he's he's making sure all the theories were right. And he just sat and took back and took credit for it. Do you know what? Mm. Before we go any further, we didn't mention from the first one, the bestest bad guy ever, Walter Peck. Dick. Come on. <laughs> this man has no peace. Oh, William Abbotton's fantastic. <laughs> and he, he's caught and he's returning the video game as well was excellent. Yes, so good. And I just absolutely love the fact that when he gets dumped with that marshmallow at the end, it is fucking real. Mm. He got dumped. The way he just curls up like that, yeah, next yeah. to the XO is like. They nearly broke his back with how much they put onto mm. him. But you know what? He does not have a bad word. He is still so heavily involved in this like franchise. Like he goes to the, the conventions. He went to the fan fest a few years ago. Like I just love him. I love him and he's such a great bad guy. You just want to punch his face in. Yeah. When he came to one of the UK conventions, a lot of my mates, UK Ghostbusters, shout out to Simon and Luke and everyone. Um, great guys, great cosplayers. They gave him a fruit basket. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll have to find the picture, but the game oh, well basket. It was well amazing. That is awesome. Sorry, I just I completely forgot all about him, and I just really deserves. Did you mention. think of goals of being the main villain? But no, he is. He's kind of. He's, he's like, it all like. It's the way he leans forward and he goes, "What is the magic word, Doctor <laughs> Venkman?" And he's like, "Please." It's just the way he leans forward. For years, though, that- I always thought when I was a kid, he was Snagglepuss. If you go back and watch the first Ghostbusters, he sounds like Snagglepuss, that old cartoon, <laughs> the old Hanna-Barbera <laughs> voice. But yeah, he's well, so smarmy. When I, when, I watch yeah, it, when, I say, when I watch it these days, I like it because there's no doubt Peter Vakeman is a complete bell end. He is a knobhead. That, he's a knobhead. Oh, he's a sleazeball. Of course <laughs> yeah. he is. Yeah. I mean, he's awful. But, but when, when you have these two... these people, we all that. Yeah, we all them in needles. But he's got the two two biggest dickheads in, like I said, their universe face to face, and like it's almost like a dickhead <laughs> office like type things. And who yeah. would be the biggest bell end? <laughs> and unfortunately, well, yeah, my problem with the second one. I think the second one just I love the second one. It's got some great one liners, but it was a rehash of the first. But oh. it is still a great film. Um, yeah, he's just... a brilliant villain. I love that Peter McNichol got to do like his own accent for uh, yeah. you know he put he, he improvised Yanosh's accent and mm-hmm. it's got a great kind of it's, it's a great story Vigo is so good I mean I do feel mm-hmm. sorry just... for um, the original actor but yeah sorry mm-hmm. oh no no it's all right I was just I was just agreeing with you um, the the backstory of him as well like that is just so fascinating like I wanted mm-hmm. to know more I was like yeah. well tell me more please what's going on <laughs> Well, that was you know that was Ackward, Dan Ackward was involved with that. Like he was so heavily involved with like the backstories and using like, yeah. as much information as possible. Um, but again, them elements were so interesting. It wasn't just like a big ghost. Like it was a, like I said, this warlock from the 15th century who destroyed and killed so many people from from uh, like I said the time. But again, it was so rich and well thought out and and terrifying. And when he when he possesses Ray at the end, that look, them eyes, they just it really freaks the me out. Yeah, yes, the makeup, yeah, kind of weird, uh, kind of Rocky Dennis style makeup, yeah. 
the prosthetics and, and and movie makeup like fascinates the life out of me so i just love the transformation because it's like it just it's eerie there's no other mm. word to describe how he looks mm. than eerie and you know like dan Aykroyd has this beautifully soft cute face and then all of a sudden it just goes to that that is that is terrifying yeah because dan, dan Aykroyd always like, through his career he's been renowned for doing like prosthetics and stuff look at cornheads as an example he always likes to get dressed up in as as daft as he can was it Creepshow or was it the Twilight Zone? I think it was the Twilight Zone where he mm. did the wolf. Was it the wolf one? It was like the um, the Pee Wee Herman esque type um, mm. tr- the van ride. Was that? Was that? I don't know. Oh my god! Don't come for us, people. But I'm sure <laughs> it was. I can't it, remember it, if it was Twilight it Zone when there was the wasn't Creepshow. Changes. No, it wasn't. Right, creep okay, show. then it must be Twilight Zone. It must be the end of Twilight Zone or the beginning of Twilight Zone. And it's like almost a Pee Wee Herman kind of esque, like riding in the end, he changes into this werewolf and it's Dan Aykroyd. So, yes, he mm. does like prosthetics. He does like makeup. <laughs> he, he's not scared to get in there. <laughs> but I think see, when, you, when you talk about Ghostbusters 2, it's it's less of a comedy. It's, it's as I said before, it's more of a hard, like, see, I would say a hard horror with some of the aspects. Like the, abduction of Oscar from uh, when the Janusz comes as a, as a kind of like a ghost is dressed in like the buggy ghost and nanny, oh, nanny ghost yeah, yeah. yeah. Ghost. that, that is freaky as well and like um, there's probably a lot of kids from our age group that were scared of going in the bath after the bath scene as well when the bath come alive and try to eat the baby that was just <laughs> horrific for like especially for people of our age like watching it for the first time not seeing it, special it, effects it, or anything like that before the only thing that freaked us out was the fact that it was sticky goo. Like, I, I cannot stand the fact of my hands getting messy in See. that respect and having a, oh, just don't like it. So that's what freaked me out. Not the fact that my bath was going to come and attack us because the goo was in there. Just about my hands <laughs> getting get dirty. To the tap and wash my hands. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go and wash yeah, my yeah. hands. Um, and also, a very, very young Jason Reitman is yep. a little shit of a kid. From the birthday party, who <laughs> tells them that they up. are full of crap? Yeah, yeah. Full of, my, my dad, dad says you guys are full of crap. <laughs> Some exactly. people that have is... trouble believing. No, my dad <laughs> said you're full of crap, and that's why you went out of business. <laughs> well, that is the great Jason Reitman, who I think is going to take us into such a wild ride with the next and his one. sister Catherine's a little girl with a puppy. I didn't know that. I knew the Jason Reitman. Oh, I didn't know the. I didn't know his sister. Yeah, it's just no, from, I didn't know um, that either. It's always sunny. Yeah, she's a little girl who uh, they take the puppy away from. Oh, cool! That's a good one. Hang on. Which one? Which one is his sister? Both from always sunny. You know, we're um, oh, when they're in the, the, in the, in the room the when he's doing all the psychological tests and uh, give her a puppy. Oh, now let's see what okay. emotions are let's when they take, take away the puppy. puppy yeah. So who's that? That's his, that's Jason Reitman's sister. Catherine, she's in it. It's always sunny. Yeah, yeah. Was she in always sunny? She's um oh her and a brother, what's they called? Um it's been a while since I've watched it. Oh, is she is, is oh. it the cat woman? And she turns yeah. herself into a cat later on and I... yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's right. That's Jason Reitman's sister, yeah, Catherine. Right. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah, I can kind of see it now. Yes, now, now that I'm saying I can see it. <laughs> yeah. Um I just I'm I'm in I can't wait to see what he does. I think he's uh he's the I think he's just the right man to to, to do the job because let's be honest what we got in 2016 is not what we were expecting before we jump even though, like, yeah mm. I'm, I'm just gonna 
go to Ghostbusters 2 because I do have one issue with the film. And again, it's it's probably I didn't have an issue with it when I was younger, but it's just too cheesy, this element, how the city's goodwill and positivity beats the ghost. It it's 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 a note that the film didn't need and it wasn't in tone with the film either, I didn't feel. I think it was trying to portray New York in a very different light. You have to remember what New York was like back then. Mm. It was not a great place to live. Like watch Paris is burning. That's from the eighties. And you you're not that far away from the the timeline of what the Ghostbusters are in. It's not a great place for, at the time, that people wanted to be at. I really generally believe it was a, hey, New York is actually a really good place to be. And that's, that's how I always saw it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it was completely like, way off the mark. No, no, it's just like, like when, I, when I watch it now, it, it feels quite forced, if that mm. makes sense. It, it feels like now, the film kind of you, flows, but it just feels like that mm-hmm. bit was forced in. Yeah, and Bill and Rick, they were disappointed, Bill and Rick, with the second one because it wasn't as in, you couldn't, they couldn't improvise like they could in the first one. Mm. Yeah, the, the, the 90% of the script on the first one is mainly improvisation. They really stuck to it on the second one because mm. there was so many marks that they had to hit of storyline, it just generally couldn't be missed. Um, but if we can go into answer the call. Just one more thing before we move on. Sorry, uh, just one thing I've written. My God, you really don't want to talk about this, do you? <laughs> I don't mind it. That's thing. I'm going to say positive <laughs> things about the next one. Sometime. You do. I generally don't mind it. <laughs> but what I've just remembered as well, um, when I was a kid, this was the first time I saw Ghostbusters at the cinema was Ghostbusters 2. But mm, the big thing that too. hit me as well, because um, I, I didn't notice this before, was the marketing campaign for Ghostbusters 2. Because the gadgets yep. and things that came out, like Burger King giveaway cans of pop, with no yep. pop in, where you open it and steam come out. Wimpy as well, I think they did something. I know it was Wimpy, yes, because it was Wimpy, it was Wimpy it was before it was Brown. Yeah. Yes. Alive, if you remember that drink, Five Alive, which was kind yeah. of like Umbongo, but mm. more high in kind of vitamin E and all that. <laughs> and they had the holographic poster. I'm gutted I got rid of it with the, the holographic stickers you could get of like Vigo and the Scalari brothers and... <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, that is like my favorite scene in Ghostbusters 2 is this, is the courtroom scene. I would literally yeah. just watch that scene and, and yeah. I could turn it off. I adore that bit. Love it's it. It's just because it is amazing how it cuts into the brilliant Rum DMC that song as well. You know, mm. we're the best, we're beautiful, we're back. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Scullery mm. Brothers were brilliant design as well. And mm-hmm. yeah. Excellent. Oh god, I've totally forgot about that bit, and it's like my favorite part of the whole film. It's because so much actually goes on in it. Mm. Like there's the um where they go under the in the sewers, then there's the court case, then there's the you know baby getting kidnapped. There's so much to and it, get, and they get sent to the mental asylum as well because they keep yeah, my god, yes. <laughs> run by Bill Murray's brother. Yeah, yeah Brian. Doyle yes, I... <laughs> oh my no, god, yes, Bobby... I totally, totally Bobby forget Brown about had a cameo. Bobby Brown had a cameo as well. Mm. Um, the biggest Ghostbuster fan in the world, Peter Morrison, he's in it as well. <laughs> he's in the um, restaurant, he gets slime chucked on him. Mm. <laughs> oh, God, Peter, yeah, he's uh, yeah. yeah. And there was another frightening scene from the second one when uh, when Janos goes to cry, and he's like, Cooey to Dana's baby, like to Dana in the hallway when his eyes light up, like that's frightening as well. <laughs> I love that kind of like, you're like, Oh yeah. my god, that's I remember because I'm. 
I think on ITV that was when the first ad, when the advert break was. So when the, when you mm-hmm. see his eyes lighting up, think then he used to go to advert and he used to just sit there going, "What's going to happen? What's going to happen?" Well, yeah, I remember that. But yeah, I didn't I didn't want to leave off talking about Ghostbusters too without talking about that kind of oh, uh, ghost in the can. That was just awesome. Mm. <laughs> I do yes. remember that. So now let's do answer the call. Because I really, I, I don't want this to be excluded. Oh, Martin looks like he's going to get ready to explode. No, <laughs> no. Do you know what? I, have a, I, do, I do like answer the call. I've got merch for it and all that. I do like it. It blows hot and cold. There's some yeah. brilliant lines, brilliant moments. I will die on the hill for the soundtrack and the score. Like, they will, they are fantastic. But, yeah, it, there's, it, there's some great jokes in there. But then there's, there's other jokes in there, yeah. like the Queef joke, which is just terrible. It should have been a passing of the yeah. torch movie. It <laughs> should have been. Yeah. Uh, now, can you can you remember can you remember this a while ago where it was going to be a passing of the torch and it was going to be Paul yeah. Rudd, Seth Rogen, like them guys, then from that group of core friends was going to be the ones that they passed it to, and it just never progressed. It. I always thought I was making it up. Mm-hmm. No. And then original, because um, and then they nearly got Emma uh, Emma Stone, but she returned it down because she said she didn't want to do another franchise after mm. doing the Amazing Spider Man. She'd have worked now. I love Melissa McCarthy; she's brilliant in Bridesmaids, brilliant in Spy. You know, yeah. really good in Mike, brilliant in Mike and Molly, but she just wasn't right for this. Kate no, McKinnon she wasn't. steals a show, and Absolutely. so does so does um, Leslie Jones. Leslie and Jones I was, was worried about phenomenal. I, I only was worried because. Her attitude is a little a little bit off sometimes. And her mm. attitude when they announced Afterlife really put me off a little bit. But I thought her performance as Paddy was absolutely brilliant. Kate McKinnon, oh my Jesus, I so like want to be like a female Egon, yeah. But I want to be her so badly. I want mm. a necklace, a screw you necklace. Screw you, um, yeah. that scene where she breaks out her weapons at the end and the music is hidden in the background, and oh my oh, god, I get yeah. goosebumps thinking of it but i could i could do without kristen bell and melissa mccartney because their relationship means absolutely jack shit to me i, I really I, I, kristen wig, it was some dance scenes it. yeah kristen wig was very like some of the lines she delivered were just terrible like the what is it prince tons no more like prince tons of dummies and it's like yeah she was too i get the awkward side of her i like that she's that kind of awkward teenage like if you read ghosts from the past um mm-hmm. they did like a book and it's a really good book it explains kind of the why she's ghost girl but yeah the dance scenes there were too many in that and we need to talk about for you know the god of thunder in there yeah. what was your thoughts on chris hemsworth and the villain thought, as well i thought chris hemsworth kind of saved it a little bit um, mm. his humor was like i said the saving grace for a lot of things but um just before we start talking about like the individual characters my biggest problem with the film was, mm-hmm. as I said, it wasn't, as, as Sam said, if they did a Passing of the Torch film, it would have made more sense. And if they'd stayed mm-hmm. away from the original Ghostbuster film, like the beats where, like, uh, they got kicked out of the, uh, like, where they were doing the work to find their own place. Oh, yeah. Um, and also, mm-hmm. even even the scares they try to copy, like, they try to do the, do, uh, the library ghost scene in mm-hmm. their own way, but it was, in essence, the exact same ghost yeah, yeah. and then yeah. like say at the end as well with the giant ghostbuster sign that they wanted to keep secret that got uh, leaked and um, being, yeah. being, being the big thing but again it was just a giant marshmallow man which i felt it felt lazy at times if they kept it like if they went 
way off the beaten track and just went, right, we're going to do a female-led Ghostbusters, which, again, I'm all for. It could have been, yeah. it, it could work. Do a different story. Do a different take on it. Do things. And then it would have worked. It was too close to Ghostbusters 1, but mm. not different enough to make it interesting. That, that was my big problem. But again, as a standalone film, if I hadn't seen Ghostbusters 1 or 2, I would have enjoyed it more because it's fun. There's yeah. um, aspects in it when it's mm. entertaining. Again, some of the humour is not for me, but again, I'm I, <laughs> I'm not for, for like the judge on that type of aspect. But uh, and using the characters of the originals the way they did, it just felt a missed missed beat. But as as you said, Martin Chris Hemsworth, he saves the film in in aspects because his mm. comedy, uh, he's just come off like say being Thor. He hadn't done Thor Ragnarok yet, so we didn't know he no, had his so- comedy. He'd done Vacation, though. Uh, he did the Vacation movie, the uh, the kind of sequel with Ed Helms, just mm-hmm. called Vacation. Um, yeah. So he'd done comedy in that, and he was really good. But, yeah, so he showed he'd done some comedy, and like you say, Ragnarok eventually as well. Um but yeah, there were too many dance scenes, and I think yeah, he he, he was he, he was awkward, and I like that about him in 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 answer to the call. It was meant to be, you know, when he's he's got the glasses where the lens is, and he's mm. dumb, and because I know he he could have easily just been there as eye candy, as a dumb eye candy, but yeah. he did bring a lot of humour. Um, mm. He was wasted at the end when he was possessed, when he just got them all like doing yep. that with the dancing, it was like. <laughs> Yeah. What was that about? Like they shouldn't have had him dancing. There's too many dance scenes. Just don't watch the extended edition if you've not already seen it. It's I've seen it. Yeah, I... there's four yeah. dance scenes. Sorry. I, I, no, no, no. Don't keep apologising. And um, I, I generally don't understand where the hate came from, though. I really mm. don't. And it Such was a lot issue. of. And it was a lot of hate. And I remember watching it um, and just going, Do you know what? The first ones, like my love of Ghostbusters, is completely intact. This, even though this is not the it. same universe, it. Mm. It, it does not. It does not take away from how I feel about it. And to be honest, if you watch it for what it is, mm-hmm. it's not a bad film. It's really I've not that worse. bad. I've seen worse films. The jokes, <laughs> the jokes blow hot and cold. There's some absolutely brilliant lines in there, but then there's yeah. kind of some cringy, like the queef joke, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And the one time joke. Yeah, I think the oh, relationship between the four, yeah, when the four of them together, it wasn't as natural as, which to be fair, you're not going to get that because the, the people who they worked with, like say, in the back of the original Ghostbusters, they have done films together, not just like yeah. years they've done Saturday Night Live. I know most of these are Saturday Night, but they're different generations, different times. That's, they yeah. didn't have that kind of bond and you, you couldn't fall in love with oh. it as much. Again, no, you couldn't. That's where I think the magic was. You fell in love with the other two Ghostbusters. With this one, you just thought, "Oh, it's entertaining," and they used yeah. like and they used too much special effects. That end bit where the ghosts, the ghosts weren't scary; they were comical and they looked something like out of a computer game at times. Mrs. Slimer, like yeah. I love Robin Shelby. She's fantastic. She played Slimer yes, in Ghostbusters too. But I love Robin. But yeah, Mrs. Slimer was just—it was silly, but it was a bit like. Eh. Mm-hmm. There had to have some Ladies. element of that of that world in there because let's think like all the casts in there, Ernie Hudson's in there, you know, Bill um, Bill Murray, which I was shocked, really shocked that Bill Murray actually went on board with it. But um, he I heard that it, 
Well, I've heard it was just a case of he would do it if it had nothing to do with Pete Venkman. Yeah. That was mm. the only the only clause was it didn't have anything to do with Pete Venkman. I heard he and went you through a divorce and needed to pay for his divorce. So. Yeah. <laughs> but um that's yeah. supposed to be like that's why we haven't had Ghostbusters three before this, is because he's been the one that put the blocks on for so many years. He didn't want to taint anything that was coming before. I know uh, Dan Aykroyd did actually write a script for Ghostbusters mm-hmm. three. Hellbound, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was um, post B coming out, but he's the one that's always put, stopped it from happening. So, again, I know it's just internet rumors and stuff, but there was uh, things coming out that he was going to do more in uh, movie roles because he was paying that much alimony going out. So, mm. that might well, have uh, played a part why he was game. in that film. Mm, I think well, the video yeah. game's the third movie. Oh. Yes, yes, <laughs> it is. Now, don't tell me the ending because. <laughs> I played it right up until the right up to I think I was at the end. My PlayStation 4 cracked out to where we had oh. to wipe it all. So I am now starting it again on my PlayStation 5, which is what I was doing <laughs> yesterday. So I'm having to go through. So while I'm doing everything that I've already done, I put Ghostbusters on in the background. So I was I was being very meta. I was playing Ghostbusters while watching Ghostbusters because I can multitask <laughs> when it comes to video. My husband hates it. He absolutely despises seeing me watch something while I'm playing a video game. Yes. But, uh, but I no, I, 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 I've not played the game, to be honest. I think I, um, I'm trying to think which one I played on. Was it the one that was remastered that came out? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I'm playing. Years after, oh, yeah. yes. No, I did try it. I couldn't get past the first Marshmallow Man, so I kind of got pissed off. That's where I'm up to right now. He's really hard. It's really hard to beat him. Um, It was written by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis, and the voices are all genuine. You know, there's nothing in there that's fake. It is such a good game if you're a Ghostbusters fan. Yes. Even Bill's back. William's back, and so is Annie Potts. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yes, the amazing Annie Potts, who I just love. I hate her transformation in the second one, even though I own her coat. I've got her leopard print <laughs> coat. Um, I just, it's just not the Janine you remember from the first yeah. one. And it's not going to be the Janine you see in Afterlife either. It's no. like Janine found the, conf- the eight, the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was, that was always the confusing part to me as well when I got older, because in the first one, there was the chemistry between Janine and Egon. You thought there was mm-hmm. something there. And then the second one, it was her and Lewis, which again didn't quite make sense because she's quite a ballsy, um, like say, in your face character, and he's so making like the balance each other But I, like say, I always wanted to like say in my head, I always saw her and Egon, which again, depending on uh, like say what happens in afterlife with the thing, is she going to be? Like I say, the grandmother, or like say again, is that just me just getting too excited? <laughs> well, no, because you know, as I mean, it has he is he sleeping with Callie? You know, was, you know, did he sleep with Callie to have Phoebe and and Trevor? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> who's created? Because you can see, you know, as you've mentioned in your trailer video, um, mm. I love your excitement with that song. As well. I had to watch that again the other day. Like just just your passion. It's like you're nearly crying. But yeah, it's like Phoebe I was crying. Is... It wasn't a nearly. Was that I was yeah. crying. <laughs> McKenna Grace is McKenna Grace looks is a spit of Harold, even down to the glasses. Yeah, she is such a phenomenal so. actress. Like, you, mm. She is how, how old is she? She's got to be in her early teens. Yeah, she's about 14, 15. She's Carol Danvers. She's yeah, yeah. um 
She's in Afterlife. She's in one of my favourite Netflix series, uh, uh, Horton and Hill House, where she plays mm. Theodora, who she is phenomenal oh, yeah. at. Yeah. She has just done role. She is just such an incredible actress, so versatile as well. She's also in Bloody The Conjuring, one of the Annabelle films. Right. She plays um, their daughter. Terrible film, but she's really good. <laughs> like I, said, I think that's what they've got. Um, so that's what they've got right for the next one. I think the cast and everything has been down to the T. So before moving on so- to the next. Uh, like say afterlife. Um, Martin, you had a question you wanted to ask us. Yeah, what did you reckon to Rowan um, in answer the call? Yeah, awkward. Didn't like. I think that I think that was the best way to describe just awkward. Too Did... much of a muhuhahaha villain. Yeah. Like <laughs> look at my mess of plan. <laughs> well, in mustache. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's very much. It was too cartoonish for me, but yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't really. But very cartoonish for us. I thought it was a bit of a slap in the face to like people like us, like nerds and stuff like that, because it, it portrayed him like a, a little bit of a loner and geeky. So um, mm. was then going to that? That was just my take. Again, I might have been just like taking too too far, looking too far and getting taken it personally. Getting, offend, I, getting offended by his geekness being exposed. <laughs> So, you were that, sending like, Paul Feig threats, weren't you, Paul? That's what it is. You were like, you triggered my nerdism. <laughs> I wasn't offended because there was all women. I quite like that aspect, but the fact that they t- oh, yeah. made, a, made a nerd of a villain, that, that, that pissed us off, yes. So that triggered us. <laughs> Where I draw the line. <laughs> yes. Us nerds get a bad rap too much. <laughs> um, I just, I just, uh, he's not... <laughs> He's just not in the same league as what you had with um, Goza and obviously William Atherton um, and Vigo in the second one. He's just not in their league. Um, and I really hate the fact that at the end you hear them say, who's Goza? Yeah. No. Or who's Zul? Yeah. Zul, Zul that's it. Zul, yeah. you, don't, you, don't, you didn't want to be included in the universe. Then don't include stuff from that universe. Yeah. That you wanted it to be separate and keep it separate. Yeah, I okay, think cool. as well, I didn't quite understand the technology behind it as well, like ghost bombs or ghost things that were creating like that oh, that element did. to try to try to make it either too complicated or not make it fun. The ghost shredder. I hate yeah. that when they're on Times Square and it's evaporating all the ghosts. Mm. Like that was horrible. <laughs> yeah, and then What's wrong with a normal proton pack and like using all these bloody? I just don't know. I'm with mm. you on that one. Yeah, like say, keep it oh. similar. That's what the old two Ghostbusters were. There was something getting possessed, which again you, you can understand. There was a magic patent, which again, it, it's not out there. It's not stupid, but it's an easy thing. But these ghost machines or ghost clocks, and where he had to die to basically operate, and it was just like, oh, this is getting too far. But I think that was the my. Rock. Yeah, the rock concert. Yeah, <laughs> the Ozzy Osbourne no. cameo. Yeah. Oh my God, no. mm-hmm. Do you know what? The more I talk about it, the more I'm like, I, I can pick apart it. But if I sat and watched it, I would actually, I, I don't mind it. Like I just watch it. But mm-hmm. when you talk about it, you do want, you don't have to get into the nitty gritty of what you really didn't like about it. <laughs> That's the thing, because when you think about the films, like <laughs> Ghostbusters One, again, it might be just for rose tinted glasses. I can't see any problems or bad things. About that film. Perfection. 
Yeah, Ghostbusters Two has a few. I remember last time you talked about it, Paul. You actually said, "I forgot what it was." Now during the trailer talk, but you mentioned there was something you didn't like about the first film. Possibly, but I when trying to think now. What did you say? Oh my god, don't you just hate the fact that someone who's actually on here has listened to us before and can catch us out on shit? Calling us out for your bullshit. You lie! Stop trying to impress you. But when you're trying to, like, see, with this watching recently, I did, like, say, enjoy it more than, like, it's one of the aspects. But every aspect, everyone's perfect. Everyone brings away a game in the first one. First one. Second one, again, there's a few little sloppy bits, but again, there's, as I mentioned, the feel good factor feels forced. That, like I said, that's me nitpicking. But the third one, like, if you can call it a third film or like an extended oh. version, um, it kind of just, just like, it, the there's, there's too many elements that didn't work. There's, but again, if you sit down and watch it, it to shut your brain off it's and fun. just say it's a fun film. It's what a film should be, but it doesn't take yeah. you out of the like. It doesn't put you in that fantasy land like you want to be part oh. of that world. If that makes sense. Some of the designs was good. Like the Xbox mm. one was a really nice version of it. Yeah. Um, I didn't mind you know, some of the ghosts. Yeah, like Lady Aldridge, the ghost that was a nod to the Sclery Brothers in the sewer, the homeless ghost. Mm-hmm. You know, even Slimer and Lady Slimer looked fun, and the Mister Staples Macy's Day parade balloon that got killed, yeah. and yeah, and even Rowan's ghost was cute. You know, the version of the the logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I think it was Whoa. like what, what I said before. It's, it's kind of like a misstep. It could have been something that was great, but it just was meh. Mm. Yeah, it was hot and cold. I, yeah, mm. I think we right we were riding a lot on it because Paul Feig is a you know bridesmaid was one of the funniest films I've seen for a very long time, yes. um, and Melissa McCartney in Spy Spy is hands down the yes. it honestly. I, I wet my pants laughing at that film because Jason Statham is a genius in it. I don't particularly go out and watch a Jason Statham movie, mm. but honestly, just perfect in that. And mm. I think we were riding a lot on the fact that Paul Feig was going to bring the funny, but the delivery of the funny just didn't quite land yeah. with the people you were expecting it to. I think it's a different type of humour because the Ghostbusters wasn't really slapstick. And, no, and, and bridesmaid, as good as it is, is quite a slapstick type of humor. It's like fart dick jokes. And that's not what Ghostbusters. Well, the scene on. in the bri- the bridal store is mm. genius. Yeah, like Absolutely. even to this day, yeah. But you know, um, Maya Rudolph think... in the street, yeah. Hey, my Rudolph, so funny. She should have been in oh. it. She should have been in answer the call because I honestly, I think that her delivery is just spot on. And it was just, and it's such a shame because I really do. I love Melissa McCartney, but I do get what you're saying. It just didn't quite hit. And her relationship with Kristen Wiig, you would expect them to be on fire mm. because of Bridesmaids, and it's not. Yeah. And it's not even the backstory. It's it, there's just something missing. Mm. I would probably say if I was going to give it a, a like a mark out of ten, it would probably be a five. Oh yeah, I'd agree yeah. with that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Maybe a 4.5. <laughs> Maybe. Harsh, and, I'm, and I'm normally the harsher one, to be honest. <laughs> I, just, I, don't wanna, I don't ever want to say I hate it because I don't hate it. No. I, there's, um, the, the, but when you do talk about it, you do start to remember yeah. the, the, the nitty gritty of it. I think, and I don't... Yeah, you know, I think what you're saying, 
when you're saying head, I don't think I don't think head's a strong word. I think disappointment is probably the best yeah. way to use it. I was really, I was really hope, had high hopes. Like, come on, show the motherfuckers that we, like, you know, that this can be pulled off. And yeah. I just didn't quite get there, did it? I mean, what did the tra- the trailer was one of the worst um, dislike trailers on mm. YouTube ever, ever. Mm. Yeah, it's like the oh. hate they got. Yeah, but the hate they got for it was awful. Like Leslie no. Jones being compared to Harambe and Paul Feig getting death threats. So there was no need for that misogyny. No. But that's oh, the problem with fandom. That, that's the problem with fandom these days. That the thing that own the property and the tickets yeah. to lengths where it, it's not for just you; it's for everyone to share. And some well, people might have seen like what I again, not to get on my soapbox, but there's probably these little girls seeing Ghostbusters and answer the call. I've seen the cosplayers, in, yeah, and got yeah. into Ghostbusters because of that because they could relate more, which. That's what people don't understand, and that's where the hate comes from. That's why I get like mm. feel quite quite angry about because I, mm-hmm. like as you as you probably said, like what listen to podcasts before, I, I very rarely use the word hate, especially only, only, when come, a, only when it comes to Jack Nicholson and the Joker. We, um, <laughs> we wouldn't even do a podcast on the on the movies we hate because we didn't want to use the word hate in a, in the sentence. That's how much we don't want to bring hate into the into the community. I we've seen it in the Star Wars community very badly with um oh gosh what's her name who played Rose oh Rose Tico yeah Kelly oh my Tran Kelly Tran yeah. Kelly, yeah. Kelly Marie Tran. Kelly Marie Tran, yeah. that's it. Uh, we saw what happened to her Daisy Ridley. Then you go into Marvel the it, the and DC DC fans are. Oh, they are something to be reckoned with. And hey. I thought, honestly, <laughs> I thought Star Wars start, but the thing is, when yeah. Star Wars, when all that kicked off, that was the level of toxicity I never wanted to see mm. in um, the original prequel trilogy as well. Yeah. 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 I was probably, to yes, be fair, though, I was at the age where I was probably one of them because when I went to see the pictures to see uh, Phantom Menace, or if Listen, we had the net back then, the shit would have went down. I don't, but I don't <laughs> think it would, I don't think it would have been as nasty. That's the problem, yeah. though, Paul. Everyone, people get nasty and personal, yeah. and that's the difference between not liking something and being an to, absolute. But, her being a dickhead about it. And this is why yeah. we're very yeah. conscious on keeping that out of this we don't no one no one's right or wrong like we are we are the new we are the new dear of podcasts the power of positivity (laughs) yes and on that cheery note let's say let's go into afterlife and actually i'm gonna go i'm gonna a little bit of a run did i say that oh my god i haven't even watched the second series yet oh (laughs) I know I'm disgraceful. Um, I just want to Leslie Jones. Now I will never understand what that woman went through when she was mm. doing um, answer the call because Jesus, it it was horrible to watch. It must have been horrible for her to experience. But what Being she said, to dead gorilla, yeah. Oh my gosh, just awful. Um, but what she, she said. said about the new film really curled my toes go on because she got, she got on she got on her she got on our little platform and she turned around and said it's utter bullshit can't believe you're not including us blah blah we do you know and i thought hang on a minute 
you you didn't want to be a part. This has nothing to do with the universe that your that your movie is set in. This is from the original. This is where it all stems from. It's coming from the son of the director of the first one. How dare you get on your high horse about not being included in something that you are not personally a part of? Mm-hmm. That might just be my opinion, but it is. Well, no, <laughs> she no. really did. You can't, no, but you, it's like with a sequel, you know, with, with Answer the Calls, you can't say, you can't have lines like Mass Hysteria and the logo and little nods to that and like the, the, the hook and ladder firehouse, include all that and then it not be a passing of a torch and not have it be that kind of, you know, try and just be another movie, you know, and then say, oh, yeah. why don't you, in, 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 like, why don't you include us? I mean, yeah, um, Dan Shornig and the rest of the amazing IDW team did the crossover comic books which were amazing but mm. yeah yes. it wouldn't have worked in the movie what you know if Paul wasn't going to do a passing of the torch movie yeah why why would you include them they're not part of that universe like he's not he's not counting in the the, the video game either the video yeah. game isn't canon in the new movie no that, that's why I, like, I quite like the idea of this one because it, it um from what I've seen I don't know if it's taken into affect Ghostbusters 2 I know it's definitely leaning in from Ghostbusters 1, but are we getting like a Halloween situation where anything that came after the first Ghostbusters didn't happen? No, no, they're including the second one. Yeah. 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 Because from what I've seen in the trailers and what's been read, the clips that that show the Ghostbusters are from New York with the Stay Puff. Well, think about it as well. As we mentioned earlier, it does include the sequel. I mean, where is Ray working at the end of the trailer? Uh, fair enough. I, I, bow down yeah. to your knowledge. <laughs> no, well, yeah. 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 yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's definitely canon. It has to be because what would... I don't think they, I don't think they would think that way to exclude yeah. it. It's not a bad movie. It's, you know, it's not... Mm. They might have been slightly disappointed with the outcome, but it's yeah. still there. Mm. How much do you think we're going to find out about what went on since then as well? Because I know it's no, going it's... to be a new... I hope so, because I, I, I'm interested to know what Rhea's been up to, what, what Peter's been up to, and what it, Egon did as well. That would be the yeah. interesting t- things to me. Like, the kids find out that information, um, and like, say, unlocking something in Zulu, or Zulu already... There is that again. Is that why uh, Egon's been building that, ha- that amazing, scary-looking, spooky house? Uh, because he knew something. That was I want to live in. Yeah, yeah, that I still want to live in. Will older Venkman be settled with Dana? <gasps> she's she's meant oh to be in it. She, she has. I don't know. I don't know if it's confirmed, but I've heard that she's meant to be in it. Sigourney Weaver. She's so. not. Not not going to be in it. If she could be in answer the call, she is definitely. And she had no qualms of being in that. She would definitely be in this. I cannot not see her doing it. She do you is. Know what else they need to do? Include mm-hmm. Will Duschendorf as well. I have a little cameo of uh, you know Trevor just chatting to Oscar. Yeah, that would be yeah. cool. Oh, that would be. Do you know what? That would be such a tribute as well to his like for his brother as well. I think that would be lovely. I never even, I never even crossed my mind because why would he not? We've never seen him like out of a being a baby. Mm. And there was talk years ago, uh, of uh, a few years back, of uh, Sigourney saying they were doing it where Oscar was going to be a Ghostbuster. 
why would he not? Like, I really, I, I just, oh, I, I like that. That's really good. That's, that's giving me goosebumps. <laughs> or, because as Mark said before, we know one of the gatekeepers, potentially uh, Paul Rudd, we don't know who. Callie will be the other one. I think Callie will be the other one because you see him on the date on the trailer. So right. uh, I think she'll be the, yeah, I think she'll be the gatekeeper and Paul Rudd, the key master. Oh my god, it's so exciting! We haven't got that long away either. This, this has been well. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Let's touch wood, everyone, because it is that this is third time lucky that yeah. this is going to be released. But the best part about it is when when he had the opportunity to delay, he did, and he went in there with a fine tooth comb, and even the sound, he went in and quality checked mm. the sound. And made sure yeah. everything is crisp and perfect because do you know why? He had the fucking time to do it. Why didn't DC follow in that line with Wonder Woman? I'm not, I've, I've had that talk. <laughs> but um, it's interesting to say because I, I normally get worried when films do get delayed. But this one I'm not for some no, reason. No, because it's... It was unexpected. Like this isn't this isn't how it was meant to go down, was it? We weren't meant yeah. to have the year that we had. And to be honest, I don't think it would have made much difference. I just think because he had the time, he could he he could he could just make little changes. You know, there is some things where you're probably thinking, oh, I wish I did that, or I wish I did this. And he had the opportunity to go, oh, I can do this and that. <laughs> Playing devil's advocate as well, if it did came out when it was meant to, we probably would be talking about Ghostbusters 4. Probably getting made right now. <laughs> That's the only With it being delayed, though, it kind of works out really well because McKenna Grace and Finn Wolfhard and Logan Kim and Celeste O'Connor, they're going to be older. So that gives it mm-hmm. that now, that extra time to kind of do another one pretty yeah. sooner. And they've, yeah, just finished, uh, they've just finished Stranger Things as well. So um, there's no conflict and interest, conflict and um, I'd say scheduling and things because there's no way this film is not going to. Do well enough create for a, film. yeah definitely definitely no. i would be i would be shocked if we didn't see another incarnation even if we didn't get the original guys back i think we are going to fall so madly in love with that new cast where you're not going to give a mm. shit no they've got to come back yeah they've got to come back there's two Sorry. big films that like, i'm so looking forward to this year ghostbusters and uh spider-man <clears throat> them are two, mm. going to be the two big ones that blow. I know you're thinking um, about Halloween, but I'm, I'm sorry about Halloween. No, no, as well as these. Two. No, 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 no. No, no Spider Man just... as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally forgot about Spider Man because all my me- all I'm riding on is that Ghostbusters is going to be the film of the year. Mm. Of, of the it, it's I, I don't actually care if it's shit. It's going to have. It'll have that look of, of Jason Reitman's previous movies, that kind of feel, but mm-hmm. it'll also have the heart of the originals. Yeah, that's what I get from it. Like The marketing campaign for this film has been done perfectly from the initial tease where you said the lightning hitting in the old barn and the little blanket coming up and then showing oh, the, um, the back mm-hmm. of the thing all right. That was I like, cried done so much. Mm. A good teaser then. But well, then they had the little the bit trailer. of Bernie, yeah, and a little bit of Elmer Bernstein's score mm. as it had mm. that lightning hitting. Like his score is phenomenal for the first yeah. movie. Oh, and then the first it's trailer, like, first trailer we got as well when when you heard the the voiceover as well. Call it fate. Call it. Call it love. Call it karma. Call it karma. Yeah. 
and that was just hitting the right beats as well. Like getting goosebumps just thinking about it as well. The only thing, again, not I know it's going to be the biggest toy coming out. I am a little bit worried about Tiny Mini Marshmallow Man being a little bit of a gimmick. But again, it's Paul Rudd, so I can't I can't hear Paul Rudd. It's Grogu. <laughs> it's this year's Grogu, like Sammy said. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I will honestly, if they, I, I. I'm I'm not ashamed. I am nearly forty years old, and last year for Christmas I got a Grogu Builder Bear, and I don't care. We've got we've got the animatronic one and the cuddly one. Yeah, there's not wrong with it. But have no, you seen uh, there's a few there's a few people in the Facebook group that uh, do three D printing, and they've, they've actually three D printed a few of the Ghostbusters marshmallow men. So you might want to go on and, and message a few oh. people. Oh, <laughs> I see. I've stayed away because I'm not in a position to buy anything at the moment because I have nowhere to put it. Um, mm, I have okay. held, well, this room is, and I say it every week, it's going to become a theme. This room will eventually be done out. That bed will be gone. <laughs> Them shelves will be up. But it's coming a running theme now, Paul. I feel like I'm having to justify my bedroom. <laughs> Every time room all, all, these, all these nerdy like, guests coming on and showing you yeah. up there, Sam. That's the <laughs> yeah, it'll just be another one... detail every time you appear on the camera. It'll just be, oh, there's another detail something to like here again. Yes, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Well, that's, 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 your room's going to look like Jason Fitzsimmons from Ghostbusters News. Have you seen his room? That is have. insane. Yeah. Unreal. I love the fact that he knows these people. Like, it's so great. <laughs> He gets sent so much free stuff, yeah. It's like, that's what, yeah. I'm, I'm oh, we need some, we need free guy, stuff. We're not getting free, free stuff. stuff. <laughs> exactly. Where, where, where's all my free stuff? I'm only joking. I'd be mortified. Well, that's your stuff. challenge now. You've got to fill that room. That's your goal. Fill the room um, behind you. Fill, fill the room. space. If there's just a space, little, fill it. Just a little spoiler for next week's podcast. Uh, I have heard rumours that our next guests are going to get dressed up for the occasion. Ooh. Have they been vampire what, what we talking about? Oh, we're very vampires. Okay. I forgot what we were talking about there for a second. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what? I was like, well, what are we doing? Well, when we're organising now. I think I picked that week too. I think that was my week to pick. <laughs> well, October's been like, say, the oh. ones we've, we've tried to plan out for most. But um, yeah. I will guess for next week, said she's going to get dressed up as a vampire. So hopefully, if she's listening, she'll not bottle out of it now. <laughs> better not. She'll just get some plastic teeth you got as a kid. That'll be it. That'll be all. That'll all be. Oh, uh, that's my cosplay. Budget cosplay. If you've seen oh, her post on, the, on the group, you know she'll want. <laughs> yeah. I have. I used to absolutely hate them plastic teeth because I have a sticky out tooth. It never used to fit in. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the witch's fingers? The yeah, the green fingers. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I it's thought I was fall off after ten seconds. Yeah. <laughs> you have Fake to like blood in a thin bag. Yeah. Yeah, you had to like wet your finger and then put them on so they would stick in place. Oh, I bin thought I was absolutely. Well. Yeah, bin bag, turnip. Let's not forget the turnip instead of a pumpkin. Did nobody yeah, else yeah. used to do? Yes, there's how hard. Used to end up for four hours trying to do it and just have yeah. tiny little holes. How in. hard? How must your parents love you in order to do that? Because that oh, no, would never. No, no, my parents never used to do it. They used to give us a spoon and a turnip oh, and get on with stuff. Oh my god, no, mine did. Oh, you were spoiled. <laughs> you, spoiled your, you would have to put your string through the lid to try and get the lid yeah. to be on as well. 
if you if yeah if you're living if you're listening to us that are not in the northern area this is what oh. halloween was for us <laughs> on oh, oh, and american right. listeners oh. i'm sorry <laughs> we, don't have pissing, we couldn't afford pumpkins <laughs> we Let's didn't we tin buffs <laughs> Oh, enough, funny enough, Martin, I lived in Manchester for a while a few years ago and your accents just bring us back all the things that I get into so many arguments with people in Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, well, that um, was... we get told we sound like Peter Kerr down here. Um... We do. Honestly, you took everything in as not to turn around and go, Charlie FM, coming in your ears when you said where <laughs> you were from. <laughs> where you said when you said where you were from, so it really took us a lot for us not to do it. So sorry oh, that oh, I really? did. It's, it's, no, it's been a pleasure no, having you, Martin. I, just I, know you probably won't, I know you probably won't come back on again now because of Sam's offense. No, no, so I'd love to. no, it's <laughs> been an honor. Thank you. Honestly, honestly, it's been amazing. If we, honestly, when we do the Afterlife um, podcast, I would love to have you back on. Like when we do the the next one, for, well, we probably will do like really a because there's, there's a few films that when we see, we will do like I say, as Sam likes to call them, mini swords. Mini sword. Mini so, yes, swords. Yes. There we go. Name of the podcast right there, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Um, Love it. It's one of them questions. Like, remember when you watched Fanboys, and at the end of Fanboys, mm-hmm. it did the, like say when they're sitting down in the cinema and seeing uh, seeing the Phantom Menace, and they go turn to each other. Worms if the film is shit. Worms, if it's going to be bad. That's, I'm not ready for it to be bad, Sam. I can't no, it's not going to be. I'm, one <laughs> thing I'm really excited for is like, you know, you know, with the first one where you got the librarian and then the second one, mm-hmm. you've got the carriage. I'm really excited. Never mind the rest of the film. I'm really excited to see what? how they set up the theme, how the theme kicks in at the start, what's going to happen. Is it just going to be and- something in the farmhouse? What is it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I get that. But I'm also ready for, I'm ready for change in a way and I'm ready for something new and different we've got new people new characters coming into it so I am I'm all ready for the nostalgia of it but I'm also ready for the the new because this is what we wanted we wanted a passing of the torch and we're getting it mm, in yeah. in some way so I am really excited I generally don't think that I am going to hate this but my god I will not be coming on the podcast if I do <laughs> just saying it's going to be um, different it will feel different they'll have different I'll, tones to it yeah I would so love it I know it sounds a bit strange if if, if Goza and Zul wins what would happen bloody hell what is wrong with you you bloody no. saying Jamie Lee's going to die in the next one and then now you're ready for school and you <laughs> no. need no, no, but, but what, what like, as, you said, as, as you said it's a passing of the torch the old guys come yeah, back yeah it doesn't mean that the bad guys Win, but that makes it just interesting. Means they no, the, 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 you know, the kids aren't going to be strong enough at the end for Gauza's temple, you know. So, you know, when they fight somebody like Shandor, so they're going to have that's where you see, you know, Bill and you know, Peter Ray, uh, Egon and Ray, sorry, Peter Ray, Ray and Winston won't just be like, Hi, bye, they'll, they'll, they'll. I think they'll un- they'll strap on the un- the jumpsuits again and the packs and they'll help. Oh, hundred percent! I the think end. they're going to be there for a, a good period. I, I don't think we're going to get like a five minute carryout. I think we're going to get no, at no. least a quarter of the film with them helping. I think it'll be, be there. It'll be there goodbye because they're too old to yeah. do it now. 
So they'll just maybe have one last battle and then that's it and pass. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think we're going to get a lot of fan service in this because it is a long time coming. Hmm. You know, I think that, and I don't feel that that's a bad thing because yeah, if we yeah. do get another one, then we've we've had that moment and we can then move on to something different. Yeah. And Phoebe, and you see the kids seem to kind of be comfortable with the tech already. You know, Phoebe in the gunner seat where she's kind of using the proton stream to catch Muncher and then you've got the RTC, yeah. which Trevor releases the little trap yeah, um, and the from the back of the car. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a brilliant that idea. Why was that never thought about? A trap on wheels? Come on. That just as a as a toy, I want that now. Mm, it comes out of the back of the Lego one. It's mint. It's literally, yeah, it's got like you press a button. Please don't go and get it. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no it's too fragile. No, no, no. Really... It's too fragile, yeah. But, um, well, yeah, it's, it's a cool little contraption that Egon's been working on gadgets over the years, and that's cool. You can tell he's kind of been working on new, like, yeah. like the RTC and the Gunner Seat. Because the Gunner Seat, like you mentioned in the uh, Afterlife trail, I think it is a nod. To the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, that was when it was mm-hmm. first introduced. I remember that from because that, that when I first saw the trailer, I went, "They've done real Ghostbusters. This is amazing." I just don't mm. hope because what was the one that came out after the real Ghostbusters? I know it didn't touch on Extreme was, uh, Ghostbusters. Extreme Ghostbusters, where Egon was, yeah. which was a passing of the torch again as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. but again, you, you mentioned as well some of the comics that came out. It's been quite interesting because there've been so many crossovers. There was even crossovers between Ghostbusters and the Teenage Mutant Tur- Ninja Turtles at one yeah. point. Yeah. Um, I yeah. remember saying, I'm, I'm sure there's a Batman, there's a Batman crossover. Or am I totally making that up? Or would Dad just yeah. dream it? No, no, there was Batman <laughs> and Turtles. Mm. Yeah, but the mini puffs aren't yeah. going to be going back to the mini puffs. Well, they're not going to be just this year's Grogu. No. They are. In, they're going to be introduced as Staple What? They want wheel Staple of that again. How can mm. you introduce them again? You know, mm. there's always that mural on the wall. If you notice, he's kind of when they're going around the corner in the XO one of the trailer. He's kind of like the Staple Marshmallows. Um, so they'll be them and Mun- they're not going to wheel Slimer out again so that's why they brought Muncher out Muncher because if you look yeah. at the merchandise it is very much this is you've got the kids you've got all the toys like the Fright Features ones mm. that, that Sammy mentioned and you know and there's a lot of like the Ghost Popper and there's a new Proton pack out and things like that because they're bringing in a new generation of kids you know yeah. a lot of so obviously adults are going to buy it I wouldn't be disappointed if they didn't actually bring Slimer in I, I want Slimer, I know Munch is going to be there, but I want a cameo from Slimer. I'll, I'll say that that might Maybe be a small little uh, disappointment, even if it's a little nod uh, to Slimer. I think that mm. would be a quite a good aspect. Yeah, it would be a nice. It would be a nice thing to bring into it. Um, it's been so yeah. much fun. I really <laughs> enjoyed this episode. Like, I love the so. love for it. It's childlike, and it is you know mm. both of you just it is childlike, and mm-hmm. that's what it's about. It evokes yeah. memories. You know, you see the theme tune. And uh, you see the theme tune, you see the logo, and the logo for me, it like, it reminds me of having the lunchbox. It reminds yeah. me of eating the crisps as a kid, the and and the ghost jellies, and buying the toothpaste and all that. And it makes me look at the logo, and it's like, yeah, the slime of toothpaste, and and it, mm-hmm. it you look the logo. It's like, yeah, like like somebody said about it, it's not the fact it's not as big as, as say Star Wars because Star Wars is like the biggest movie franchise, but Ghostbusters. Answer the call, it was a shame because the fandom kind of reared its ugly head, which we've never had for years. It's always been a peaceful franchise. It's not the biggest franchise as, say, Star Wars or Marvel or DC, but like the, the, the theme song, you hear those first few chords and it makes you feel like a child every time. 
you know, you, know, you, you see that intro. Sorry, go. On. Oh, no, no, I'm, I keep doing that to you. I'm so sorry. No, really, such no, a bad... it's all of us talking. I don't want to just be about, you know, it's all for no. talking. I was, no, I was, I was just <laughs> going to get in about the, the, the fandom and how they did, you know, they reared their ugly head at a time when we'd not been, you, would, you know, the community had not been heard from before and then this is how people get to meet them. But for all you got that side, you really got the, the the good guys, like the 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 good guys of the fandom coming out, and this was at a time when that Ghost Heads documentary came out. And for all it has its flaws, it's still a very positive message of mm. real Ghostbuster fans yeah. and what they do for their communities, especially mm. in America. Like it's not over here. We cause, I mean, I I don't know because I've never I've never joined or getting involved with a Ghostbuster gen, like genuine community before. Um, but over there, they do a lot of charity work. Mm-hmm. Sorry, mm. my voice is not. <laughs> no, no, we do some over here as well. Um, there are a lot of, there's a massive UK division, um, you know, and, and, and a lot of them are great guys. And they, yeah, they maybe don't do as much for charity as in, say, I mean, you know, they just turn up at conventions and, and yeah. things. And you've got like your Yorkshire Ghostbusters, you've got your Manchester Ghostbusters, your Welsh Ghostbusters, etc. So there's divisions all around Britain as well. But yeah, I know Ghost Heads kind of showed that, um, you know, where they do stuff for charity. Yeah. And you've got Tom Burkhart, who's kind of like, I think he's like the main, he's the one who gets invited to everything. Yeah. He even went to like ExoCon a couple of years ago. Not oh. ExoCon, sorry. So he messaged me. <laughs> Tom's message you saying what? He is the guy who who um whose grand who he watched it with his grandfather. He's like the main focus, isn't he? Yeah. That's the same. Yeah, person. it is. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. When he goes into his shed and he's got the merchandise. Yeah, yeah. Then you've got it's Luna me. Mars as well. She had a cameo in. Uh, she's like a female, like a kind of uh, what you call it? like um like a scar. Ghostbusters fan and she had a cameo in answer the call she's pretty cool and yeah like you say like um what's his face in the first movie he's and yeah put it that way yeah definitely a character <laughs> did you watch he's the reunited like... apart as well last year with yeah. josh gad Paul yeah didn't... yeah Paul didn't watch that. Oh, i don't i'd never like see that's one of the things i've never been a big fan of the reunited ones so. I bawled my eyes out like a little baby throughout the whole and thing. And it wasn't just the main guys, yeah. You know, you had like kind of cellist. Yeah. Even, you know, you can keep the five books, mister. And Jennifer exactly. Runyon as well. And, yes. and you know, yeah. It was so special and it was lovely to see. I was get lovely... away with them, but I don't know why. I just, yes. I just can't get away with them. It was lovely to see Bill Murray address... Ray and um, Ray, I want to call him Ray. Dan Aykroyd is like Danny, and like they yeah. had like such art. Oh, mm. You can tell the genuine friends, and I'm so glad he got to he, he got to make his peace with Harold Ramis before he passed. Really, yeah, really, it was sad. Creative was sad, but I'm really glad he got that because mm-hmm. uh, he did it. Um, he did an award show. If you remember the Scream Awards, the horror Scream Awards, where he got um, he picked up the award for best movie for Zombieland. Yeah. He was, mm-hmm. he was very emotional throughout that because I don't think it was long after he passed. Um, no. Very, very emotional. He would, God bless Bill Murray. <laughs> well, um, he's a difficult think, character, but yeah. Yeah, but I yeah, think he's had, had his problems, but he's, like I say, I'll always love his films. Like, like yeah. Stripes, Meatballs, uh, Caddyshack, like I say, always 
top Bill Murray films as well. But um, Saint Groundhog Vincent Day. is an underrated. Yes, Groundhog Day. Yeah, Love that film. Um, was yeah. it Miss Melissa McCarthy as well? It was probably the best film I ever saw her in. She did a really good dramatic role. So I mean, she needs to, because she's always played that female Kevin James. You know, Kevin James is always that like fat best friend. And it's like yeah. Kevin James was brilliant in King of Queens when he was doing straight comedy. But then, like, when he's just doing that, that theme, you know, the fat best friend, it's like falling over. And Melissa McCarthy does, and I'm like, that yeah, sticks yeah. old now. Made a mistake getting yeah. friends with Adam Sandler, that was the problem. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I like grown ups. So, are we going to wrap this up, kiddos? Yeah. Like I say, it's been a good talk. I hope you enjoyed it, Martin. Thank you very much for oh, coming I loved on. Oh, it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening as Thank well. You. Like I said, it means the world to me and Sam. Thanks, yeah, and that message upon Facebook the day you did actually make Sam cry, so just to let you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a message you know, all messages. Passion, Sam's passion is what we do, what we do, both of you as well. You know, it, it is generally not brown nose, and you know, just to see that passion, even just like just little things like tears, you know, mm. it, it's what it's about. You know, it, it evokes feelings. That's what being exactly. passionate about something is about. Um, Paul yeah, that's what being a nerd is. <laughs> this, is what, this, this is what brought Paul to this. And the minute, honestly, the minute he put on the internet that he was going to start, I was straight on messaging him saying, I need to be a part of this. Like, mm. I've, I've done this line of work before. I loved it, but I was working with a bunch of Americans, which is no offense to Americans, but we are very different in culture and it was just a, a breath of fresh air that someone who I've known since I was 16 was wanting to do something I'd wanted to do anyway. <laughs> and this is, like I say, again, not a saying I've not had a clue what I've been doing with any of this. All this is just <laughs> completely fluke. <laughs> like say, well, you've done a good job in fluke, but, uh, it? But yes. <clears throat> no, you are the next Geek Asylum. You are. <laughs> you're the next Geek Asylum. Like you see, you, you, you know Kerry Kingneal and... Uh, and oh, yeah, she's an, yeah, she's a, she's uh, Geordie, but um, yeah, Carrie uh, and the Geek Asylum are a massive group, and you guys are growing to that, you know, awesome. and you're getting bigger up by the day. Very nice. So, yeah, like I said before, great thank you for like I said, listening, Martin, joining, and even getting involved with the group as well. Like I said, it's been a big notice that how much you have been getting involved lately, and it does mean a lot, like I said, to me personally, uh, when people do take a little bit of weight off my shoulders um, <laughs> I know um, like I say there's others like um, like Donna is absolutely huge with mm. her like saying and helping the group go as well she's been a massive part which is always great and like she's amazing yeah. um, and she is actually next week's guest as well uh, so she's, making, were. So mm-hmm. she's making a return to talk about vampires because she wanted to do something a bit more Halloween-y shall we say Um like I say, in the next couple of weeks as well, we've got a few guests coming up. We've got the amazing uh, Kelly Longhorn coming back from the comedy episode. Yes. She's coming back and joined by one of the regular posters, Kelly Moon, who is the queen of Halloween. Sorry, Sam. Mm. Uh, she's been That's to see them and everything, so I'm looking forward to some good stories from them. Um, so, yes, um, again, thank you for everyone who's joined the Facebook group. If you like, say find us. It's the face. Let's uh, go. I say the Facebook community. Nerdy, nerdy up north community. Uh, we're on Instagram, uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, 
Amazon Music and also YouTube. Please subscribe, ring the bell, as uh, Gia keeps on telling us to tell people to do. I don't know what that means. But <laughs> it means you get notified. It means you get notified every time there's a new video. All right, cool. Nice do that, go. please. <laughs> but yeah, um, again, Lexia, big thank you, Martin. Lexia, we've enjoyed having you on, so hope you've enjoyed thank it you. as well. Oh, it's been a blast. Thank you. Thank you. Cool. And again, we'll get you on again soon, especially when we start talking about the next Ghostbusters after we've seen it, <laughs> and hopefully our views haven't changed. Uh, but uh, same bat time, same bat channel. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. Bye. Fill that room, Sam. Fill that room. Fill that.